We Will Fix You. Hello, and welcome to We Will Fix You, the podcast recently revealed by an undercover panorama documentary to contain unsafe levels of both sodium and litotes. Joining me this evening for rhetorical exuberance and a low but piquant salt content, we have Mr. Dave Convery, the clone of your clone's clone, back in time to steal yo man. Good evening. Mr. H.J. Doom, the phantom sheep botherer of old London town. Good evening. I am Roger Hart, who can do that Star Trek hand thing, but only with my ball sack. And we also have Clary McGuire, who is known to cause cancer in the state of California. Yep. If you would like to ask us a question, you can, of course, get in touch at wewillfixyoushow at gmail.com or on the internet at hauntedphonograph.com where there's this little anonymous form with the boxes and you, you type in and it's terribly modern and we don't know who you are. Exciting. Someone whose identity remains equally unknown to us asks us a question about their workplace. I have a very lovely colleague who loves to talk. They begin. He works in a different part of the building, so luckily it's not a constant problem all of the time, but it's starting to get draining. He comes to visit a few times a day to update me in great detail on how his projects are going, even though I don't really need to know anything until it's completed. All of these updates take considerably longer than doing the actual final work, so I really need to find a way to make him stop. How can I deal with this without causing offence to someone who I like, but who needs to learn to shush occasionally? Well, first up, I'm glad you haven't asked how to break it to him or talk kindly or otherwise engage. I mean, you know. You can do those things, but they're hard work and they require emotional maturity and all of that shit that we talk about. And the odds are, this is a talker, right? You've, you've got yourself a talker and he might just find it interesting and witter on about it. It's like, oh, I see you're trying to break hard news to me. I had to break hard news to someone sometime. Da, 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 dead goldfish, da, 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 to someone's bottom. And, you know, it, it's just going it, it, to it's, it's meander around. You, you don't want that. Instead, I think what you need to do is um, learn to use these drive-by talkings to your advantage. Now, um, there's a couple of ways you could do that, but I think the best thing to do would be to train your brain to handle it as white noise. Now, the jury is, is very much out on whether white noise actually aids concentration. A lot of people use it at work, and there's a couple of studies that suggest it marginally helps people with ADHD. Studies are pretty much, it's a mixed bag, there's weak data in either direction. Uh, but, but people do use it. They use white noise generators um, often in office environments. Uh, I use one myself sometimes, not all the time, uh, called Noisily, uh, which generates like rain noise and wind noise and things. And it's, it also does like a campfire setting and it's got a cafe setting. And what you can do is you can layer them all together. So I have a preset that I call Burning Starbucks, um, which, which is just, anyway. Um, it, it, anyway. Um, it, it's, it's great for masking out the human noise. So from a, from a signal processing point of view, um, and according to the Wikipedia article I read just before this because I was running late, white noise is a random signal having equal intensity at different frequencies, uh, which is to say it's kind of a, a sort of a constant, equally leveled melange of auditory nonsense. Uh, that makes it great for 
blotting out the grim clamour of your fellow man. All those noises with the different pitches and inflections that come out of people's flapping ham chasms just get lost under this smooth dithering of background noise. So what we're going to do is we're going to turn your uh, your talky friend into that, and with luck you'll be able to get him to kind of gabble on and just he doesn't have to work through it. He'll, he'll come to your desk. He'll be like, "Hey, I've updated the spreadsheet," and you'll you'll just be able to kind of you know you'll be fine. First off, you need to get used to a bit of basic white noise if you're not used to it. There are various white noise generators, say Noisly, there's a thing called Any Noise. There are various of them. You can buy things. Noisly is nice because it's online. It's also a text editor, technically. Bless them for trying to find a business model. And um, so get used to get used to a bit of a bit of white noise, uh, and then gradually mix in a bit of human speech. So use something like one of the cafe presets or something. Just, just get used to it being talking, but not quite real words. And then eventually you're going to need to work in samples of his speech. Um, to, to do this, that's simple enough. You, most people have a phone. You can just discreetly record a little bit of him speaking, um, grab some of the audio. And then what, what I think you need to do is move on to getting some audio editing software. Uh, free, there's good stuff. Audacity is popular. A lot of people do podcasts on Audacity. We use something called Reaper. It's decent and reasonably inexpensive, and it's got a shit ton of online tutorials for doing fancy-ass things with it that I don't understand. Um, I, I am not an audio expert. There probably is a better way of doing what I'm about to suggest. There's probably some kind of super fancy-ass thing, I don't know, made by bloody Adobe or something that will mash together things with a white noise generator and do it all for you. But I would kind of just eyeball it. So I'd probably take a, a slice of this guy's speech and layer them on top of each other so that the, the peaks kind of match, staggered out of sync, so that the, like, the intensities look pretty constant. Um, very few obvious peaks and troughs and then pass it through a compressor, and you'll get kind of an even-leveled, horrible, talky mess that sounds a bit like a human, but not quite. And it will be a little bit upsetting, upsetting. but you've taught yourself to like white noise, so you're going to get used to it. And keeping this on quietly in the background, I mean, the next time he comes over, his actual conversation will just kind of ease into that background. Your brain will just glide over it. It won't even feel like speech. It'll just be this thrum, like trying to ignore someone on an airplane. You know, you make a few mmm and mmm and sort of interesting noises now and then to look engaged, and you can just sort of get on with your work unimpeded. Hmm. Hmm. The thing about these people is that they are literal parasites robbing you of the precious moments of your finite existence, and they must therefore be stopped. Possibly they should be mulched into a rich nutrient paste to feed the poor. I don't know. I'm not your dad. I am definitely the right person to ask about this, though, because someone tried to talk to me earlier. I told them that I was busy and I would get to them in a moment, and they literally walked off and stood next to a wall staring at it until I was free. So let's see if I can take some of this patented Blair Witch magic and make it work for you. I've cultivated this air of mortal dread through the wonders of genetics and post-war nutrition. I'm a large man. That's not easily replicable for everybody, and I recognise that. So if you're not able to utilise the same techniques I have, being bigger than average, uh, we're going to have to use technology instead. So loud, low sounds make people think that there is a predator in the room. They don't, they don't like it. Um, 
it's a subconscious thing. They're not going to be turning around going, fuck me, where's that mastodon? But they're not going to be thrilled about it either. So when they come over, take off your headphones. I'm assuming that your office is even faintly civilized. If you're not allowed to wear headphones at work, then I don't know, just get on the floor and fucking wrestle them or something. I, I do not know. And then you need to press the button on your computer that switches the volume right up and turns on the randomly oscillating droning sound. If you don't have one of those, then automation is your friend. Uh, you're going to have to set up something that's called, called a macro, which is where you can set a repeatable task in your computer. You record it once, so say, when I press this button, I want the volume to turn up and I want the loud oscillating droning sound that makes people shit themselves come on. Um, if you don't have a loud oscillating droning sound to hand, uh, switch your music to the band Sun. That's S-U-N-N and a whole bunch of stuff after that. Now when they approach, they'll get a low but potent blast of bowel loosening predator noises through your headphones. But you can just pass it off as your newfound appreciation for the productivity enhancing uh, effects of drone music. Uh, better yet, everyone else in earshot is also going to associate this chatty prick with the sudden sense of panic that they get blasted out of your headphones every time they approach. So they're going to be on your side as well. This person is not going to want to stick around. No one else is going to want them to stick around. Job's done. Or um, I guess you could just ask their boss to tell them to cut it out a little bit. Snitches get shit done. Mr. Convery there advocating snitching because he's a fucking grass hj this is very much the sort of thing that is rarely a problem for me but sadly it's probably too late for you to develop the complex array of mental health problems and unpleasant personality traits that ensure i'm the last person in the office anyone would wish to talk to so in the absence of terrible personality traits, my suggestion is that you create an elaborate ruse to convince your colleague that your place of work is actually a sinister megacorporation that may be involved in harvesting the organs of employees who fail to meet productivity targets. Step one, simple. Strap a cheap camera to your head and tell your nemesis that you've been asked by management to be part of a pilot scheme, looking at wastage in the working day and signs of disloyalty from the humble peons toiling in what I assume are metaphorical trenches. If, if they're not metaphorical trenches, then I suspect you've got bigger problems than chatty co-workers, but I digress. You'll almost certainly find that the mere presence of being observed and recorded will make this person feel really uncomfortable around you. I once had a colleague I worked with who would write down literally every word anyone said in a meeting in order to confront them with it later at her convenience, which basically meant that meetings in which she participated were punctuated by more awkward silences than that time I accidentally watched Betty Blue with my parents at the age of 13. To further this technique, I would suggest taking any opportunity in the conversation to push your colleague to describe their feelings about senior management and asks them hypothetical questions about new experimental projects. Try something like, how would you feel if I told you the vice president of marketing is on the verge of becoming a being of pure energy? 
And what would you be willing to do, hypothetically speaking, to help him complete this transformation? Or if you had to like, choose your least favourite organ, what would it be? And what kind of efficiency improvements do you think you could deliver if you were relieved of it? Your colleague may well press you for details of the project. Refer him to Selina, who's the director of the Special Projects Division. Suggest that he speak to her on this matter, but that he might want to consider waiting, as Special Projects are currently very busy with the elaborate preparations for something called the Harvest. In the event that he tries to track down Selina, you can simply tell him that his security clearance must have been revoked. At this point, I suggest looking shocked and trying to leave the building. Now, the only downside I can possibly foresee to this fix is we all know what modern capitalism is like, and there is a non-zero chance that your place of work is actually planning to harvest the organs of the less sedulous employees. And if you start talking about this openly, you may find yourself strapped to a table in a productivity recovery centre for knowing too much. But hey, you know, play the odds, play the odds. You'll probably be fine. Larry. That, that it sounds like you're having a really rough time at work and like a lot of people i'm sure you've considered faking your own death and creating a new identity overseas under the name oxide corleone oxide corleone doesn't have to deal with this bullshit oxide corleone's only colleagues are the sun the sand and the cool salt spray but let's face it that's not a realistic long-term solution no what you're going to do is you're going to fake their death what you're going to need for this is you're going to need some Pro Plus or Urban Fuel, Boots High Energy, really any of the over-the-counter caffeine tablets will sort you out. And then over the course of about six weeks, you shove a couple into their drink whenever you notice it's been left unattended, their food too, if, if that's possible. If they use sweeteners, you can replace those with caffeine pills pills and reseal the package that's an avenue you can explore though i'm guessing if you had access to superglue and a craft knife you wouldn't have written into us by the end of about week four they should be having visible heart palpitations during week five you want to start expressing concern about their health listening to their jokes about how they think they might be seriously ill sit with them in reception when their pulse threatens to shoot out of their ears just generally gain their trust this is where the tetrodotoxin rich haitian zombie powder comes in there's various types you can make or ways you can go about this but it doesn't pay to be too detail orientated at this stage fundamentally you're looking at throwing a mix of dried tree frog and puffer fish in their face one night after work in the car park Apparently, it's incredibly important to get the dose right, as the fatal dose is quite similar to the dose which creates a death-like coma and paralysis. So maybe watch a YouTube tutorial or something at lunchtime. Now we hit the point where you have to get a wiggle on, as you want to get them to the lockup you've rented before they wake up. Obviously, it's your choice, but if you usually bike to work, I'd recommend taking a taxi just this once. Now, I'm sure you've guessed where I'm going with this, and I can probably guess what your objection is going to be but i think you'll actually be pleasantly surprised by how inexpensive it is to rig out a lockup to look like the 12,800 levels of chinese hell mountain of knives cauldron torture room grinding torture room room where sinners are tied to the big metal cylinder then set on fire these can all be put together for free from things you could reasonably expect to be lying around a rented lockup 
honestly, your only major outlay here is going to be staffing costs. At this point, it's really up to you what you want to do. Silence is golden, so it's surely worth whatever the long-term lease of a lockup and a bin bag full of pot noodles once a month cost. But if you want, feel free to stage a resurrection and hope they'll respond to their brush with death by chucking their job and living every day like it's their last on a beach in Bantai. I hear your mate Oxide Corleone has a great little shack they could rent. Well, that certainly sounds fixed. And if I remember correctly from Mr Corleone's mailing list, you probably will get reasonable rates on the shack. For other reasonable rates, advice and fixings, you can, of course, write to us at wewillfixyoushow at gmail.com or type into the aforementioned tippity-tappity little box on the website hauntedphonograph.com. Yeah.